0: The BRICS Report, Brazil. Great pleasure to welcome the Director of the Centre for Dynamic Markets, and that's at the University of Pretoria's Gibbs, uh, the Gordon Institute of Business Science. It's Professor Lyle White. Hi, Lyle. What's the story with Dilma Rousseff and the impeachment?
1: Now, morning, John. Now, this is an incredible story that we've covered extensively on your show, and um, it's really unfolding literally by the day. And what we heard last week was, The Senate committee met last week Friday to vote on whether to recommend President Rousseff to be on trial uh, by the full chamber. Now, what that really means, though, John, is that uh, uh, this is all around the the breaking of the budgetary uh, laws that she is uh, up for impeachment on. uh, And the process is expected to lead to her suspension from office as soon as next week. Now only five of the 21 members of the committee have said that they will vote against sending Rousseff for the trial so that basically means that the opposition have a comfortable majority and they need uh, which is needed to recommend the full Senate vote on Wednesday so that's just taking place literally tomorrow. Uh, Rousseff would be uh, suspended automatically and then the Vice President and we've spoken about him as well on your show, um, the Vice President Michelle Temer, he will replace her as acting President. Now the Senate, uh, if the Senate does convict uh, Dilma Rousseff uh, in a trial that can last up to six months Temer would then serve out the remainder of Rousseff's second term in office up until 2018 and, and John in another twist to this, this uh, the saga um, the, the head of or the, the, the Brazil's house speaker or the, the lower house speaker uh, who really headed up the whole impeachment process or the push to get her impeached uh, his name is Eduardo Cunha he has now been implicated in corruption charges and has been suspended from the lower house as the speaker. Uh, Cunha will remain suspended indefinitely. And these are on, uh, on charges of corruption as well. He has been implicated and is said to have uh, taken $5 million of bribes in this nationwide Operation Car Wash. When Rusev heard the news, uh, she, she described uh, Cunha, uh, Eduardo Cunha as a person devoid of moral principles and ethics. And Cunha responded in saying that this was uh, a decision, a political decision, and that his newfound situation was and, and how's this one, John? Strange and challenging. It sounds, uh, it sounds quite similar to some of the news that we've heard on this side of, of the Atlantic.
0: Well, you've taken the words out of, my, out of my mouth. Now, what's the story with the downgrade? We've just survived one. What's the story with Brazil, Lyle?
1: Yeah, these are constant evaluations that uh, credit ratings have now. Obviously, we uh, kind of survived this one by Moody's, but Fitch who actually, and Moody's, both Moody's and Fitch downgraded Brazil in December. Fitch have once again lowered the country's credit rating, Brazil's credit rating, from a double B plus to a BB. And this is according to uh, the risk, or according to the risk agency, uh, Fitch, the country, remains a negative prospect or perspective, as they refer to it. Uh, and so more downgrades or downward revisions may occur. Uh, the downgrade of Brazil's rating reflects is reflected uh, through a deeper than anticipated economic contraction, Failure of the government to stabilise the outlook for public finances, and sustained legislative gridlock and elevated political uncertainty that we are seeing right now in Brazil. And these are sapping domestic. All these, a combination of these, are sapping the domestic confidence and undermining governability in that country. You know, John, what is very interesting is uh, all the gains that Brazil have made over the last ten years, or the hype and the hope around the BRICS, have just been lost because Fitch is now placing Brazil back at the same level that it was at at the start of 2006.
0: So sad. eh? And the story with WhatsApp
1: incredible story of this, John. WhatsApp, as we know, is probably one of the most used apps, applications, and platforms in the world. A Brazilian state judge ordered the mobile phone operator to block nationwide the the, the extremely popular WhatsApp in in Brazil for 72 hours. This took place last week, Monday, Uh, and people in Brazil were unable to use this, They were unable to send and receive messages. Uh, If mobile phone operators did not comply to this, they were going to be fined $142,000, so this was very, very serious. Now, WhatsApp is the most most used app in Brazil. It's a country of 200 million people. Uh, it's owned by Facebook, which is the second most used app, uh, but an estimated 91% of Brazilian mobile users nationwide, which is about 100 million individuals in Brazil, they use WhatsApp. So it's a very, very active platform. Um, now, the strange thing, John, is that and the Facebook executives that commented on this, they said the way that information is encrypted from one cell phone to another, uh, there's no information stored that could be handed over to authorities. So WhatsApp are claiming that they, they cannot actually provide information uh, that, that the authorities are demanding. So, this is a very, very interesting development. And many experts have said that the judge's action was a reckless. Uh, was, was reckless and represents a potentially longer-term threat to the freedoms of Brazilians, to the freedom of expression, etc. And, and, and I think these are, some, or these are developments that have to be followed very closely because these institutions, these legislative institutions, need to keep pace with technology and innovation in countries like Brazil.
0: Absolutely, and in countries like South Africa. Thanks very much indeed, Lyle. We'll chat next time.
1: Thanks, John.